Chapter 6 There was something about flight that perplexed Loxley. He had to pursue Niku immediately, in case she was in danger. It seemed likely, but there were other pointers to her having left of her own free will. A trip to London did not automatically equal danger, no matter what her mother may think. But he had to mark her anyway, especially after the incident with Sam. The quickest route to London was by train. Irritatingly, no car could reach central London faster than the Chiltern Clubman, but that meant sitting in public and pretending to be just a normal traveller having an evening on the town. Instead, he was shot through with adrenaline. He decided that a friend would help him relax, and he decided to invite Maria to join him. Outside her room, he realised the door was slightly ajar. He opened it a bit further. Maria? He heard rustling. He remained in the hallway. She stumbled out, already in a nightgown. Everything okay, Mr Ellis? Need a toothbrush? Why had she chosen to make a joke of a toothbrush, of all things? Come for a drink, he said. London, the landmark. It's wonderful. But why? Company. What I mean is Nicku is missing, presumed in London. What do you mean missing? She could be in danger. Maria hesitated. Was she weighing him up by sight alone? Whatever her decision, she spoke no more. She spun serenely around and left to get dressed. As she got ready, Loxley rang down to the lodge to have a taxi ready in five minutes. They travelled to the station in silence. Maria had acted calmly so far. Whether she believed Niku was in danger or not, she had grasped the urgency and asked no further questions. She was, Loxley believed, far too calm. He decided she was a professional. That was the trouble with his trade. It made spies of everyone. But who paid her? The French? France had more interests in the Middle East even than Britain. They once had close ties to Iran. Perhaps she was Mossad, not DGSE. She did carry herself like an assassin, always ready to pounce. As he glanced sideways at her again, he suddenly had a shot of certainty that she in fact worked for Iran. She could be paid by Hayek, just as Sam was. It was too much for him, and fortunately, the taxi had arrived at the station. It was just five minutes before the next train, but it was from the farthest platform. Sorry, he said, and grabbed Maria's hand. He dragged her along, but she smiled and trotted along next to him. On the train, Loxley found a seat with a table facing backwards. He now had time to consider where Niku may have gone and why. He began to concoct a timetable of her departure from the Abbey School. Maria was kindly silent and still held onto his hand in her lap like a comforter. Niku had left the school calmly and of her own free will, choosing to walk to the station in full daylight. She was just a few hours ahead of Loxley, walking towards Baker Street from Marleybone. She went down the escalator. No, that was not it. She had been knocked unconscious by her father while still in school, or by one of his men. She had been driven at speed through the gate, and although the lodge had confirmed that nothing like that had happened, nobody had entered or left by the main gate all evening. So she had vaulted the wall somehow, desperate to leave tonight without being seen. He knew she had not gone home. The office had called Shirin, her mother, without alerting her to the disappearance just yet. 
unless she had been lying. Perhaps Shirin was involved in this. Oniku had met her father in town. He had drugged her, dragged her, but duped her somehow into his car and driven to Heathrow. But that was not true. Loxley had someone check with the airport. They had never checked on to a flight. Maybe it was St Pancras and then on to France, in which case he still had time to intercept them. France again. Maria again. She was in on this somehow and would be enjoying this all the more. They would all be cackling together as his dead body hit the icy waters of the Manche. He actively stopped his brain from processing any further theories until the train pulled into Marleban. There were too many unknowns to reach a proper conclusion. Taxi, he shouted at the street. They were on Harewood Avenue, just alongside the station. On a hunch, he asked the driver to head for the Iranian embassy. He couldn't remember where it was and guessed Kensington Palace Gardens. If nothing else, he could try to find something out about Hayek, if not Niku herself. That's Prince's Gate, right? asked the driver. Or do you mean the consulate, that small Ken? Oh, definitely the embassy, please. You're not going into the building, said Maria. Why did she ask in that tone? Why not? They may not let you out. I, I mean in. They will know something about Niku one way or another. I suppose you have never been. She shook her head. Not even on a tourist walk. It rained. It was after nine now. Not late for a teenager, but late for a pupil to be in London on a school night alone. One who had scaled a wall or forced her way through the undergrowth and gone to meet her father, a known terrorist and arms dealer. Loxley felt the strain. He preferred to sleep early and wake early, and it was getting late already. Late nights just messed him up. Maria had never looked more alert. He sensed she was only ready for bed, early, out of boredom, and was a night owl by choice. He was certain she was no kind of teacher. Why do you do it, teaching, he asked. She looked up from her clasped hands. For the girls. Not for you. No. Are you happy? Of course. I like helping them, teaching them. I'm alive. Was it really that simple? The taxi had arrived at the embassy. They were opposite the main entrance, and one way or another, someone had noticed their arrival. There was a yellow Porsche sports car immediately behind them, and Loxley had been keeping tabs on it since Marleybun. It was an original 911, the Neun Elf, turbo from 1974, in fine condition, and it belonged to Peter Gillen, spy and interrogator extraordinaire. <laughs>